friend. You're listening to the By His Grace podcast, and I am excited that you are here with me today. I have a special treat for you. I have invited my friend, Rachel Gilbert, who is the host of Real Talk with Rachel, to come on the show and talk about her new book, Image Restored, Tear Down Shame and Insecurity to Experience a Body Image Renovation. This is healing from the inside out. If you have ever struggled with eating, fitness, and self-image, then this podcast is for you. Rachel gives tools for overcoming comparison and trauma. She helps you to reframe the stories that have caused you pain and attitudes by replacing them with the word of God. She has counselor-inspired strategies to help you appreciate how God made you and ways to use your thoughts and feelings to help you rather than sabotage you. So if you or someone you know struggles with body image, I encourage you to pre-order Rachel's book, Image Restored. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Rachel, welcome to the By His Grace podcast, my friend. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Misty, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a joy. Yeah, I am am excited for you because you have a book coming out very soon called Image Restored, Tear Down Shame and Insecurity to Experience a Body Image Renovation. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But I figured if you wrote an entire book on image restored and body image, that you may have struggled with that in the past. So is that the case? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You and I both know there's not an author in existence, or at least I haven't found one that they wrote a book and they're like, oh, I've never experienced that myself, but I thought I'd write a book on it. Yeah. <laughs> so what have your struggles with body image been? Well, whenever I share some of these struggles, I want the listener to see if you can find yourself in my story because we all have a different story, but the thing that is in common is it's something I like to call, and I talk about this uh, in the book, is a body image timeline. So just different events in your life that shaped how we view ourselves, how we view the world, how we view all the things around us. And so for me, my body image timeline began just when at a young age, I was definitely more of the overweight, not so much athletic kid. And I really had no problems with that, to be honest. It, it was just kind of um, how I was wired. And then when I was in high school, I had an injury. It was a weird hip injury and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. And they told me you should stop playing basketball, which 
if you could see me, I have best playing basketball in air quotes because I was no good. I warmed the bench, but I was there because my friends was there, were there and I enjoyed it to be being with them. But the doctor said, hey, you need to stop playing basketball and you need to lose some weight. And this was in high school. I was about 14 years old. And I, but they didn't tell me how to lose weight. I had never considered that you could even do such a thing. And so I just stopped drinking pop and eating candy bars. And within a month, I dropped about 30 pounds. And, and so that was a, a moment on my body image timeline that I went from, I had never had a boyfriend at that point. I never just was never noticed to all of a sudden I lost all this weight and, and people, especially boys started to notice me. And I did shortly after get my first boyfriend. And so in that season, the, the enemy brought in a lie that, Oh, your worth, your identity to be imp- important or noticed or have any kind of love or acceptance is all around your image and body image. Yes. But also just, image what are people thinking of me this fear of man and trying to please and things and so that's where it started for me and then of course I had years of uh it got worse before it got better let's say that and it went through some different eating disorders even though nobody really knew I was going through that and obsessive behaviors and living in the two lands of obsession versus neglect and and then it wasn't until I was married and and pregnant that the Lord really began to say there's a different way to do this, the striving you've been living under and this hustling, uh, this there's, I have something better for you. And, and he started my journey to freedom. And I still feel like I'm on that journey. Girl, I think we are all still on that journey. You know, the more freedom that we get, the the more the Lord peels back the layers and there's there's more freedom that that needs to be experienced. But also in the book, you talked about when you were um, a fitness instructor and you had somebody say something not very nice to you that kind of stuck with you. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and then what you did with that? Misty, that was one of those moments in life that when I went through it, it was really hard and painful, but in hindsight, I'm so grateful that it happened. Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday, I'd gone through a, I taught group fitness for about 10 years when I was a stay-at-home mom, and I had gone through this really intense training and to get this special certification, and you had to, in order to pass the certification, you had to perform, if you will, a group fitness class in front of the lead instructor and then after the class, he gathered all of us around and gave us feedback. And And he said to me, he said, Rachel, you are the best instructor I've ever seen. He said, you came alive when you got behind that mic. You had energy. You were engaging. He gave me all these amazing compliments. And I just was like, wow, thank you. You know, so excited and all jazzed up. And then he finished it, though, with a blow. And he said, but he said, if you want to teach for this company, you have got to lose that mama pouch. He said, now remind me, how old is your son again? And I'm like, three. And he said, okay, what's your excuse? There's no excuses. He's three, you know, so he went on. But that, you know, you would have thought I left that experience happy because he just gave me all this praise about how I was a great instructor. But in order to have a seat at their table, once again, there was that core message that was there from when I was in high school. You got to look the part if you want to be part of this team in this club. And it wrecked me. And so thankfully, though, at that point, instead of trying to look the part, right, like what he wanted me to do, do something even crazier. And I mean, do all the things that 
really, I was already trying and nothing, the, the mama pouch was there. It's still there in case anybody's wondering. Um, and, <laughs> um, it's okay. We, we're friends now. And uh, I've got three babies to show for that mama pouch. So I'm okay with it. But instead of going into a really dark place and going back to my disordered eating days, I finally left that. And I just said, Lord, I can't keep doing this. If, if this is what teach, teaching group fitness is going to require that I lose my mama pouch, then I'm out because I'm not doing that anymore. And thankfully, shortly after that, he taught me a different way of not only teaching group fitness, but honoring my body and, and uh, loving not only the body I'm in, but also just stewarding it well. Yeah, those comments, when people make comments to us like that can just sting so bad. And we have a a choice when that happens. We can either internalize it and let it stick with us, or we can use that for as a catalyst to make us better. I know one time I went on a business trip with Peter. It was shortly after my second son was born and he'd been born with a lot of problems and I had gained a lot of weight from pre-pregnancy to where I was and I was still pretty heavy. And this guy said, so when do you do? And I was like, oh, I mean, it's the worst. Like, don't ever ask a woman when she's due unless you know for sure she's pregnant. But I know I remember coming home going, Lord, I don't want people to think I'm pregnant when I'm not. So help me. But sometimes we can let those those words, you know, sting us. And so you're a counselor as well. And I'm sure you've coached a lot of people with this when they come in with those wounds. How do you encourage them to let go of that shame and to to replace it with what God has to say? Missy, this is a great question. And it, it, you probably have noticed by now the book is written in multi layers because thankfully, I'm, I'm glad I've had experience as a counselor on top of just my own personal body image experience because it is a little different for every person depending on what are we talking about here? You know, is, are we talking about small T traumas, you know, of, of these smaller words like what this man said to me? Or are we talking about a big, big T trauma that happened in your life. And so, but what you and I are talking about here are the smaller, small T traumas. And the, the first thing that I differ in, I think is letting ourselves starting by letting ourselves feel that hurt. I'm not a fan of, of telling somebody to just jump over the emotion that came up. Right. So in that experience for me, with this man saying that comment to me, it hurt my feelings. Just like the guy asking you, when are you due? It hurt your feelings. And I think there is a really healthy thing that happens. It's really part of the grief process, even to give that yourself space to go, that hurts. Like that really hurt my feelings. Giving yourself just the space. We're not going to stay there. We're not staying there for life. And we're not going to still be hurting 10 years later over that comment. But Sometimes our body, our mind, everything about us just needs us to honor how something influenced us. So that's really the first thing I do is starting of, okay, that's why it's a funny, you hear and you see all the memes of the counselors asking the question, and how did that make you feel? Well, there's a reason we ask that. It's not just because we have one question up our sleeve that we can ask you. It's because it's important to honor that feeling just for a moment and then sit with it and then go, okay, but I'm not going to stay here. 
we're, we're going to reprocess this. The, the takeaway message I took from that experience, instead of it being this, we're going to change it to this and we're going to rewire our thought, thoughts around this and even do some trauma work. And so that's the, the basic ground level place that I like to start. Yeah, that's so good. I love the analogy that you have in the book that's kind of the framework for the book about building a house and how God showed that to you when y'all were building your house. I love the way he does that. But could you explain that to the listeners and kind of how you laid your book out? Yeah, I knew this was a bit of a risk to lay the book out in a way where it is the analogy of a house. And in fact, whenever I think I shared it with my husband, he was like, I love that. He's like, but are women going to buy it? With a construction analogy, I'm like, I don't know, but it's what God gave me. So we're going with it. And I really feel like the reason that came to be is because I have noticed, again, not only in my personal experience, but then in my private practice and in ministry and all the things that much like grief comes in layers, I feel like body image is the same way. And, and I, and it's important to me that we address that because I know for me, when I first started getting healing in this area, and then I would take a couple steps backwards or something would remind me or, or cause me to kind of, yeah, really just take a couple steps backwards. I would question, was I ever free in the first place? Was that real? Or was that just something I, I, I kind of had a little confusion around my healing in this area And the Lord just began to teach me, no, this is just, it's coming in layers. And so that's why when I sat down to write a book on body image, I just was asking the Lord, I'm going, Lord, how do I do this in a way where we address the different layers that can come with healing? And that's when he gave me the visual of a house and the foundation, how important the foundation is. And it's the word of God. And that's the thing that you'll see infused throughout the entire process. And in the book is the word of God, because that's the only thing that's not going to change the diet, the fitness industry, counseling, all of these things. They're all theories, right? That's why we call it practice. That's right. I mean, practice (laughs) because we're practicing and we already know things that we, even in fitness and health, that things that they thought 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Now they're saying, oh, no, that's horrible. We should not be doing that. Whereas, And same thing. We're going to see the same things happening. But the only thing I know that's going to be the same is the word of God. That's right. And it is a firm foundation indeed. Well, in Image Restored, you also talk about demolishing idols. Can you explain more about that to our listeners? Ooh, Misty, you're going to have me step on toes today, huh? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This was a chapter of the book that I knew I had to dress. And in fact, whenever I first started years ago, speaking on body image in churches and things, that was really the first thing the Lord convicted me of personally were just idols I had in my heart. And I think we hear this word idols and we think about back in biblical times, they had a golden idol and we think, oh, I don't have idols. I don't have any golden statues in my house. I'm good. However, we all have idols in our heart. We're, we're fooling ourselves if we think we don't. And in many areas, But in the relation to body image, I know for me, for years, I had the idol of this pursuit of some perfect body, this pursuit of there. Maybe I could, you know, even for me, exercise has been an idol or food has been an idol. And I just love to demolish idols because God's word tells us that what agreement can there be between the temple of God, which we know where he lives lives in us, if you're a born again believer, 
and idols. And the reason that the Lord detests idols is not because we're in trouble or because he wants to shame us or condemn us. It's because he knows it interferes with our relationship with him. And it just, he, he wants, he wants to be our God, our one, our one and only in our hearts. And so, yeah, we went there in the book and, and I pray that that chapter really tears down some idols for some people. <laughs> yes. And I will be praying with you about that. Well, tell us, why is it important for us to release our expectations? And when you say release expectations, you mean in our body? Yeah. So like when I, but prior to being pregnant the first time, I was 115 pounds, right? I was actually too skinny because for my height, that's really thin. And, but I always sort of strive to get back there. And that was sort of like, I had that set in my mind as like, if I'm not 115 pounds, then, you know, I'm not worthy or whatever the expectation was. So I know you talk about expectations in the book. And so why, why is it important for us to release those expectations? The very best visual I can give for this was I'm like you, I think this was after child number three. I was really always motivated to get back to that pre-baby weight. And even more than that, really, I didn't realize it, but I was putting an expectation on myself to get back to my 15-year-old weight. You remember that one time in my life, I accidentally lost 30 pounds in a month. That's the only time that's ever happened, by the way. And I was striving. I was getting up, doing super early morning workouts and doing all these things. And I was just exhausted. And I remember having a heart to heart with my husband one night and just telling him, honey, I can't keep this up. This expectation I have on myself of trying to be a certain way, it's not happening. And I'm, I don't even have energy for anything. And of course he was, I'm very blessed to have a husband who's kind in this area. And he said, Rachel, he said, stop comparing yourself to other women. He said, including your younger self, she's another woman. And it made me realize I had been living under this heavy expectation that at almost 40 years old, I should still weigh and be the same size and shape as I was when I was 15. Well, that's a silly expectation, right? Like our bodies change with seasons. I'd had babies and and all the things. And so sometimes these expectations are just heavy. And the best way to know if an expectation is one we've put on ourselves versus one, you know, that we maybe came up with, with the Lord, dreamed up with the Lord is, does it feel heavy? And it feels heavy. It's not from the Lord. The Lord's dreams for us and things that he desires of our hearts that he gives, those things aren't heavy. Those are light. Yeah. His, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I love the way you framed that. Also, but let's go back to the trauma for just a second. You know, if there's people who have experienced big T trauma, I know I've experienced a lot of trauma in my life, both little T, big T, and it can take a toll on our bodies. Stress is another thing that can really take a toll on us. And why is it important? This is just more of like from a counselor's perspective. Why is it important for someone to seek help when they have experienced trauma? Well, first of all, if you're listening right now and you've experienced trauma, I'm so sorry because it's just so hard and I wish I could be there with you and give you a hug and sit with you in that. And I hope and pray that if you've experienced any trauma, we've all gone through trauma, right? But you just mentioned the big T traumas. And so if you haven't sought out help for that, I do encourage you to simply because body image, yes, but just 
to be whole, you know, to, to have another human being, especially if they're licensed and, and are a professional in this area, but to have somebody sit with you in that is them being the hands and feet of Jesus, especially if it's a Christian counselor, Christian friend, pastor, somebody. And it is so important to let other people in to that healing journey. I love that Jesus does a deep, rich work in us when we encounter him, that man, he does, he brings Jesus on his own, brings the healing. Let's just be honest there. That's right. He, he's where the healing lies. But I love when as a therapist, I can partner with Jesus in therapy. That's how I view it. I'm partnering with him and I am the physical representation sometimes of just, and even in my head, I'm praying, okay, Jesus, what does this person need to hear? What do we need? Where are we going? Like Jesus, I feel like is leading that session and bringing healing, but man, having, that's why God created human beings that we can walk alongside each other and do go through those hard things together. And then as a therapist, we do have tools that we can help you speed up that healing process. Like when I use this EMDR and all kinds of therapists have different modalities that they'll use, but just to bring healing in that area of the deepest pain that you've probably ever experienced in your life. Yeah, that's so good and so important. And you're right. Jesus is the one who brings the healing. And But I love that he allows us to partner with him in his work to point people to him and to, to bring healing to people. Well, let's get back to the subject of body image. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can struggle with body image. And if there's somebody who is listening to this episode in particular, because a lot of times people will listen to a podcast and maybe they won't seek help that they need. So if you could just take a minute and just pretend like you're sitting across from somebody and they're coming to you with a body image struggle, what would you say to them? The first thing I would say is you're not alone. This is part of why I'm excited to talk about this topic is I feel like we don't discuss it enough. So a lot of people, a lot of the shame that is felt is simply from that thought of I am the only one struggling with this. I'm the only one who cannot get myself together in this area. I'm the only one who, if I would just lose some weight or if I could just change this about me, I would feel whole. And so first of all, you're not alone. Uh, you just need to know that you're definitely not alone and that there is hope. And in fact, I really came across a very interesting scholarly research done by not a Christian. It was not by done by a Christian outlet. It was in a university and they did research and they concluded that a secure attachment to your creator, to God will improve your body image. And I loved that they found that they came that to that conclusion and that you're not alone. Obviously what I'm saying right now is that you're not alone. But then secondly is that God cares. God, God cares about it. This, this is not something that he's just like, you're just, that's a silly thing you need to deal with on your own. No, he cares. And so draw near to him. Like you said, you, yeah, they may not need to, or even want to seek uh, professional help at this point, but draw near to God. He, that attachment, the more securely attached you are to God, 
it will absolutely improve your body image and your image and your identity. Cause this is also an identity issue yes. at the root. Right. Right. <laughs> and man, I can just say that we could do all the positive self-help mantras, all the things you could say all the things and do all the things and take all the photos you want. But at the end of the day, it's going to be that secure attachment to God in your identity that is going to change the way that you view yourself and that you view everybody around you. And just, yeah, that's just my, my greatest encouragement right there would be, be right there. Draw near to God. Yeah. I know it sounds simple, but it's true. I know it is. It is so true. And I've shared this story on the podcast many times before, but I broke both of my arms in a bicycling accident and was, it took me a year to recover. And in the first part of my recovery, I literally could not do anything at all because both of my arms were broken. I couldn't even hold a book to read. I couldn't read my Bible. I couldn't do anything. The only thing that I could do during that time was pray. And one of the the things that God just so sweetly, Zephaniah talks about the Lord singing over you. He just told me how much that I am loved and that I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to strive or try to do anything. Yes, we do works because we love Christ. So we want to serve, but I don't have to do anything. I don't have to change. He created me and made me in his image and he loves me. And I think that if people would grasp how truly loved they are by their creator, and then to, like you said, to press in to be with their creator, because that's where the healing is. It's in that time when you just pour your feelings out to Jesus. When I just cried and cried and cried because there was nothing else I could do. He was there and, and he just showed me how much I was loved. So Rachel, I am so excited for you. This book is packed with wisdom. It's packed with scripture, counseling thoughts and tips all spread throughout. So I encourage y'all to pre-order this book. And Rachel, where would you like people to connect with you? Well, my main hub is my website, rachelgilbert.com. And Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Thanks, mom and dad. And then the book, if you want to pre-order and then get access to the pre-order bonuses, which one of the pre-order bonuses is a private body image podcast. And so that's been fun to put that together. Wow. And you can do that at imagerestoredbook.com. Excellent. And I just want to give a shout out to our friends at Esther Press for publishing your book. And uh, Rachel, so excited for you and y'all get those pre-order bonuses. We'll put links to everything in the show notes. Rachel, thanks so much for being a guest on By His Grace. Thank you, Misty. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. Music